0: That is so weird how that stopped recording. Oh, shoot. Keep going. Okay. We'll, 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 we'll figure this out.
1: So, I'm not sure if they heard it, but Jermaine Pratt was my defensive MVP pick for this upcoming season. And the reason why I said that is because he didn't have the best season, uh, the first half of the season last year, uh, but he really turned it on in the second half. And I think that he's someone that has shown ability to make plays. He can, uh, you know, sideline to sideline. He's a really good, solid tackler. Um, I think he's good for, you know, 80, 90 plus tackles um you know eight tackles for loss pick there um a few fumble recoveries so um and it's because I say that because the linebacker group is young you know they have the three rookies with Akeem Davis-Gaylor Marcus Bailey and Logan Wilson and then Jordan Evans who's not he's not proven in his first few years in the league and then they have the veteran Josh Bynes so I think that Jermaine Pratt I think he's going to be my defensive MVP um just based off of what we saw in the last half of the season last year and what I think that he can be um with this young, young linebacker in core,
0: Absolutely. I'd love to see it. I saw some flashes in camp last year, and you mentioned he played well in the second half of the season. So hopefully he's able to step up and finally put together that, although he was a rookie last year, let's not forget that. So yeah. hopefully in the second he puts together, um, I don't know what happened to those first 15 minutes of the show. So uh, if we can't get that back, we'll, we'll put this on the blog. Um, we, we basically talked about storylines coming into the season, talked a lot about that, Joe Burrow. Obviously, uh, the the hype is real, as we mentioned. Um, I, that is really. Um, I guess I guess we'll just morph this all now into one recording. So we have all that. Um, uh, we're now on to offensive X factors, defensive X factors. I'll just go real quick here. My offensive X factor, give me Auden Tate. Um, really, ha- really was impressed with this guy last year. He can make any catch. Can throw it up to him. Um, Show potential in his, in his rookie season in 2018. You saw last year get him, him get an expanded role in the off seat in the season with AJ Green being out and John Ross having injury. So I like him being a, a huge part of the offense this year. Good target for Joe Burrow to have. My defensive X factor, just another Ohio State guy, Von Bell coming out of New Orleans. You saw him make plays in that secondary last year, and I just feel like he's not being really talked about when it comes to the free agent signings. And those are the guys. They're going to help this defense be better. Von Bell is my defensive X factor.
1: Yeah, no, I think those are great picks, and I think those are two guys that are going to have tremendous impacts on this team this upcoming season. Um, my offensive X factor was uh, Jonah Williams because uh, we were talking about earlier how, I mean, they had guys like Cordy Glenn, Andre Smith, and uh, uh, John Jerry as their tackles last year. And then you have your guy, Jonah Williams, coming in who – I mean, he missed his entire rookie year due to a torn labrum. And I think that he is going to be the biggest piece on this offensive line. And I think that he's going to have a tremendous amount of impact on Joe Burrow's success. And I think that if he plays well, then the guys next to him are going to want to step up. You know, guys like Michael Jordan, Billy Price, Saver Um He can play, you know, injuries. I mean, if those happen, I think he can step in and play guard. He can play either tackle position he showed at Alabama. And so I think he's going to be really vital for this team this upcoming season. Uh, My defensive X factor was a guy we talked about also earlier was Mackenzie Alexander. Um, He was probably my favorite free agent signing this offseason. Minimum of 500 snaps and zero missed tackles. And that is something that you don't see very often in the NFL by a corner, especially a guy that's not, he's not the biggest guy. Um, And so I think that if he can play well, and, you know, we just lost guys like B.W. Webb, who, I mean, was not the greatest, but, you know, and Drake Kirkpatrick, and so he's going to be stepping in there with guys like William Jackson and Darius Phillips, um, and I think that this team has had a lot of trouble, a lot of, um, like a, what what's the word, um, they just had a lot of guys stepping in a corner, um, and they had a lot of depth guys, and so I think that, Uh, A combination of Mackenzie Alexander with some of the depth depth guys are going to be really impactful for this corner room.
0: I I totally agree with you there, Justin. I know you're really big on Mackenzie Alexander. You mentioned that earlier in the part that hopefully is still salvageable that he only had one missed tackle or no missed tackle as a corner last year playing 500 snaps. By the way, um, this being our Bengals 2020 season preview show, we, we did the first half of this show, and I'm not sure where that recording went. But um, basically, we, what do what we talk about, Justin? Joe Burrow, uh, the free agent signings, the offensive line, Zach Taylor. AJ how Green. much pressure on him? AJ Green, the receiving core, COVID-19, how that's going to impact the team. Uh, Justin, I know you're, you're, you've been deemed the host of this show, so like, kind of talk to us about what this show is going to be like this season. So I think this
1: upcoming for this upcoming season, uh, we're going to go in, do a preview show for each game. You know, Just like with the Chargers this upcoming week, we're going to do our preview show. And we're going to talk a little bit about um, the matchups, um, the favorable matchups and not-so-favorable matchups, what we like about it, um, you know, win-loss, what we think is going to happen in that upcoming week. And then, um, obviously, the game will happen, and then the, uh, afterward, we'll talk a little about, we'll just do like a recap, uh, talk about what happened in the game, who played well, who didn't. Um, you know, just basic, simple things like that. And then we'll also, uh, we'll talk about like the breaking news and, you know, things, developing stories that are going on with the team as the season goes on and, uh, what we think is important. And then we'll also have, uh, talk a little bit about the COVID-19 updates, you know, if fans are allowed back in the stadium. So, uh, we're just going to structure it basically how you would any other podcast that uh, has to do with any other sports franchise. So, um, I really hope that this season, I mean, willing that the season goes on, we'll have full 17 weeks of, uh, Bengals uh, preview.
0: Hopefully, yeah. And uh, the preview show is every Friday except next week when the Bengals play the Browns on Thursday Night Football. We might make adjustments there. Reaction show on Monday. We're hoping to, of course, have the other two members of our crew, Caitlin Zylanowski and Ashley Martin, join us uh, Mondays and Fridays for the reaction and preview shows. And, of course, we'll be keeping tabs on uh, whatever. The news comes out of the organization throughout the week from our colleagues at Bengals.com, Jeff Hobson, ESPN, Ben Baby. We're, we are going to try to have a, a Bengals beat writer, maybe Dan Hortle, join us for uh, a weekly recorded interview, which we'll play on the podcast. I know you got a connection, same here with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll hopefully we get to there. So that's basically kind of what we did in the first half of the show. So hopefully this can go well. So Justin, now time for what I've been waiting for, and that's we're going to go down every, every game. On the 16-game schedule. I do believe the NFL season will be played. I believe it will be played in full. I believe it will go as nor as a normal season would with the adjustments in place related to COVID-19. And we are gonna go down the list of all 16 regular season games, pick if the Bengals will win or that other thing, which unfortunately we're used to <laughs> as Bengals fans, give you the score of the game, and at the end of 16 games, we'll have our records. So
1: and we'll start by saying that the Vegas over/under for the Bengals is five and a half. So uh, that I'll just I'll just put that out there real fast.
0: I think that's that's reasonable. I think five I think five to six wins is the floor for this team. Mm-hmm. Their floor to ceiling to me, I, this is going to go. I don't want. I'm not going to. I'm trying not to spoil here, but this this does go against my record prediction a little bit. But with that being said, you want to start us off week one, Justin, home against the Chargers. Only the second time or, or the third time since 2009 that the Bengals are opening up at home.
1: So, oh man, I hate to do this, but I think week one, uh, Joe Burrow's first game, they're going up against a tough defense, Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, Linval Joseph, some unproven linebackers, um, but they're missing Derwin James. Um, I think that I'm going to chalk this up as a loss for the first week, uh, start off 0 one um, I think it'll be a close game, like a 24-20. Um, okay. I don't think that's going to be a complete blowout. Tyrod Taylor is 1-1 one one in his career against the Bengals. Um, so uh, not much experience against them, but, you know, a little bit. And so I, I would say they'll start off 0-1 at, um their first game against the Chargers at home.
0: I think this game features two teams that are kind of similar. They have some talent. The Chargers have the better defense in this game, even without Derwin James, which we'll get to on Friday. That's a huge loss for them on the defensive side of the ball. He, he, defensive rookie of the year in 2018. I think he was an all pro, too. I believe so. Um, Missed 11 games last year. He's going to miss the whole season this year with a meniscus injury. Mike Williams, the wide receiver, you also mentioned that to me earlier. Um, Game time a, decision. A game time decision with a shoulder injury, which by the way occurred without pads on while he was diving for a ball. Read that in the training camp report. I think this game, for as winnable as it is, I I just don't I, it's Joe Burrow's first game, it's the offensive line's first game. I'd love it if the i I'd love it if Joe Burrow struggles. It's not because of him, it's because of the offensive line. I think it'll be very close, like you said, Justin, but in the end, I have to pick the Chargers yeah. twenty seven to twenty four. So both of us have them at zero and one. So five, uh, four days left. Four days later, we head out by seventy-one <laughs> to the land. Thursday night football on NFL Network. There will be fans in this game. Six thousand in Cleveland, Bengals and the Browns.
1: And uh, I think, man, Bengals Nation is going to hate me for this. I think this is also going to be another tough loss. Um, it was it's a short week um rookie quarterback obviously joe burrow and i think that the browns have they have a lot of talent and they're getting a lot of talent um they acquired a lot of talent this off season um, i think austin hooper with the inability that this bengals defense has shown to cover tight ends i think that he could be in the x factor for them in that game but then they also have guys like odell and then across from him is jarvis landry and then baker mayfield's been i've heard has had a great camp and i think that he's talked a lot about how great this team has been this off season so um I also think they'll be close. 21-17 is my uh, final score. Um, so then this team will start off 0-2 on the season.
0: I, I just think playing two games, whether you're a rookie quarterback or a 10 what especially if you're a rookie quarterback, that's a daunting task, um, especially with everything going on with COVID-19 and not having to uh, offseason prepare for it. I, I do think the Bengals will end up on the short side of this one. You're saying 21-17. I think the Browns' offense will be better this year. I think Baker Mayfield knows that he has to play well this year. Yeah. Um, After what happened last year, I think it'll be uh, 31-21. The Browns get the win, meaning the Bengals, will. Uh, to me, will start the season 0-2. So, now we head into week three. Ten days off this game if it were under normal circumstances would definitely not be easy given the the fan base that's in philadelphia and that is where the Bengals will head for week three against the eagles
1: and i think just like you said they have a great fan base and this could have gone either way for me this was one of the tougher games that i had to um predict but i think overall i think that the Bengals will end up losing this um Eagles have good talent. Carson Wentz, uh, he's back healthy after suffering an injury in the playoffs last year. Um, They were close to trading Alshon Jeffrey. Um, They get uh, him. They have Nelson Aguilar. I believe they still have Nelson Aguilar. Um, Zach Ertz, a great tight end. Um, And they have a lot of talent on this team. And I think that it's just going to be, like I said, it could have gone either way. um, But I think the Eagles figure out a way to win it um, 28-21. 28-21.
0: 28-21. to 21. All right. Let me give you a lesson on resiliency here, Justin. Resiliency. Joe Burrow didn't trail a whole lot last year. In really any game that he that he and LSU played. In, except the national championship. Down 10 points against the best defense in college football. Yes, Clemson was the best defense in college football last year. I know you might have a comeback there. But... What happened after Cle- after LSU was down seventeen to seven was that they outscored Clemson thirty five to 35 to eight.
1: Yeah, and uh, I think it's yeah. I, I mean, Joe Burrow definitely he's not used to. I mean, especially this past year, he's not used to losing. And I think that no. when he's down, that he is doing everything in his power to be able to come back. And I think. It's just, I think the NFL is a different animal. Uh, Obviously, he played against the best of the best in the college, but, I mean, this is the big time now, and, I mean, it'll just, it'll really be interesting to see how he performs under pressure and under, in a deficit, which he was not used to this past season.
0: Well, and not only that, but he's going to play, according to what we have, at an 0-2 record. Yeah. But Philadelphia can, as shown in the last two seats, that they are vulnerable to an early season loss. Mm -hmm. I think this is one of them. I have the Bengals winning this game 34 to 21. So I got them at one and two right now. I think after ten days, Joe Burrow's gonna Joe Burrow knows, hey, we start 0-3, we're not going anywhere. This is a must win game. I think they get it done.
1: So you have them at one and two, and then I have them at 0 3. Yes.
0: Now we get into so now we get into week four against the team that was in the city where you uh, as I'm jealous, got to spend your whole summer at. <laughs> And that is Jacksonville, Week 4. Uh, there will be fans of this game. 6,000 in Paul Brown Stadium. Who do you got?
1: Uh, I think this is an easy win for the Bengals against Jacksonville. Jacksonville has done their best tanking job uh, this offseason, right before the season started. Um, really? Yeah, so uh, yeah. I think this, this is an easy win for the Bengals. I think um, you know, I think this is gonna be, they're going to be able to put up 40-plus points. I'm going to say 42-21. 42-21. 42-21. Yeah. I,
0: think, I
1: think. I don't think it will be close. I think they're going to really give – I think after starting 0-3, Joe Burrow, he's going to really turn it on. I think they're going to really bring it to the Jaguars.
0: Right, and the Jaguars don't have Leonard Fournette this year, who I think had a, a decent game last year against the Bengals. They don't have um, – Clayes Yane- Campbell. Calais Campbell, Yannick uh Rodney Harrison they just got rid of. They don't have a lot of guys who've had an impact on the game last year. Now, they do have DJ Chark. Um, for Gardner Minshew to throw the ball to. I, I think Gardner Minshew's got some potential. He showed it last year. In the end, though, look, the Jaguars are gonna stink this year. I think I think the Bengals coming off that win against Philadelphia, they're gonna get the job done. Thirty-eight to seventeen, Bengals win this game. So I got them back at five hundred, two and two. You have them at one and three through four games. Now we get into week five. At Baltimore. At Baltimore, and we all know. Um, what they did here in Cincinnati last year. But let's not forget, the Bengals played them tough in Baltimore.
1: They did. And I think that while they did play them tough in Baltimore last year, I think if the Ravens are anything like they were last year, I think they're going to easily handle the Bengals in this game. I think, I mean, just like we mentioned earlier, I mean, Lamar Jackson against those Bengals linebackers, it's it's really no comparison. I mean, this team across the board has more talent than the Bengals. And uh, I think they're, they're able to get it done at home, and I think they're going to give the Bengals a loss. To, um, it's tough to say because, just like you, we did say, it was close. I'd say 30 to, 30 to 21 would be my guess. Baltimore wins.
0: This game, to me, I think it's a little early to think the Bengals can beat the Ravens, but I don't think they're going to get their brains beat in. I'm a lot like you Justin I think it'll be I think the Bengals can put up points the Ravens defense is is really solid but this is I, I just think there's something about Joe Burrow that really has me feeling good about this season I think this I think the Ravens win but I think it'll be close 38 28 38 I think I think in the end the Ravens are the Ravens are gonna get it I think what's what's gonna happen is this The Ravens are going to build like a 31-14 lead. The Bengals will make some noise late, but it'll be a little too late Mm -hmm. for them to make a a ferocious comeback. Now, let's go to the next week, week six. This is a toss-up game for me. I struggled with this pick so much throughout the entire offseason at Indianapolis.
1: And and I remember being at the uh, opening week against Indianapolis in 2018 when Clayton Fledgulum had that great uh, fumble return. Um, I almost
0: went to that game myself.
1: And I think that the Bengals actually win this game. Uh, Phillip Rivers, first year in the system with the Colts and Frank Reich. Um, they do have talent. They have Marlon Mack, and they have that great offensive line. But I do think that the Bengals' defensive line is as good as it's been in the last few years. And I think that they're going to be able to, um, especially with the addition of DJ Reader, I mean, on the inside against Quentin Nelson, uh, I think that they're going to have good success against the uh, interior offensive line. Then they have guys like Ryan Kelly, who they just signed to a contract extension. And then we have good uh, edge defenders, Sam Hubbard, Carlos Dunlap, Carl Lawson. I think that that matchup, I don't think they're completely manhandled by them. I think that they're able to actually put up a competition in our D-line against our line I think that's going to make all the difference. I think that's going to give the Bengals a win.
0: Score prediction for that game?
1: Oh, sorry, yeah, 21-20.
0: Ooh, close one.
1: Yeah, this was also another game that I struggled with that I thought was going to be close.
0: Like I said, I did too, but and throughout the entire offseason, I had this as a loss. I'm feeling different about it, though, this weekend. I think the Bengals win this game. Something about Joe Burrow not letting one loss translate to two, and keep in mind this time, Justin, the Bengals are going to have um, a whole week after the Ravens game. Mm-hmm. I think playing in Indianapolis indoors, I think, I think the Bengals are going to throw the ball around. I think the Bengals can win this game. I don't really know how good the Colts are going to be this year. I think they'll be solid. They last year when Andrew Luck retired, everybody's like, "Oh god, they're not going to do anything." I'm like, "Don't sleep on them." Yeah. This team was 5 and 2 through 7 games. Now, they didn't finish well, but they still were 5 and 2 through 7 games. I think the Bengals get the job done in this game though. 31-28. This will be a crucial win that's going to keep the wheels on the track towards something maybe who knows so now week seven it's interesting how quickly the two games are against the Browns this year
1: yeah I know it is really close and I
0: we even had that since I feel like the Ravens in 2014
1: yeah they were really close together um but okay sorry I just got off track for a second uh yeah uh Cleveland I think Bengals are going to be able to win two in a row um we talked about earlier how Baker Mayfield he needs I mean he needs to play better. I mean he's played well in his first two years, but I think if they're to prove that he was worth that number one overall pick, um, he's gonna have to play great. But I don't think that he's gonna be able to play great enough against this new and improved Bengals defense to uh, you know, win both games against the Bengals this year. And I think that uh our corner position is a little better than what it was last year. And I think that I mean if you remember last year, I mean even the game in Cleveland was a really close one. I mean it came yeah. down to some plays like William Jackson, his interception uh, ended up not counting at the end of that game, and that could have been really huge, and um, Nick Chubb had that long uh, run, and I think that the Bengals aren't going to give up big plays like they did last year, uh, just based off of the positional upgrades that they had, and I think that the Bengals are able to pull this one off and uh, get a uh, win, and I'm going to say the final
0: score is going to be 35-28.
1: By the way, all
0: these picks um, from all four of us, uh, you, Justin, me, Caitlin, and Ashley, they'll be on our BearCast Mini website. I'll put my uh, stuff on my personal blog as well for what um, hopefully is still salvageable, but most likely it's not, unfortunately, from the first half of the show. Um, I think you're right, Justin. I think the Bengals playing at home against the Browns, there will be fans. Look, I, I keep having to remind myself this is, an, this is not under normal circumstances, but in the end, I think the Bengals find a way to get the job done. Um, at home, you're coming off a win. Joe Burrow knows division rival. It's the Browns. If you can't get up for this game, especially because the Browns have been better recently, I think that game in 2018 here at home that woke us up to the, Hey, the Browns aren't going to play even second fiddle to us. Yeah. The, to the Bengals, excuse me. The Bengals will win this one though, 42 to 24. So we both have them at three and four. This next game is a very crucial game.
1: Against Tennessee. Yeah. And I think Tennessee as well as they played last year, I think that they even got better this off season. You know, they just added JV on Clowney and uh Ryan Tannehill and derrick uh, Derek Henry both have new contracts. So and I love I think Mike Vrabel was a fantastic head coach. I think that he's done a great job with them. I mean they're one game away from the Super Bowl and they're, you know, damn near almost won it. So um this is a tough game for me. I think that the defensive line for the um, Titans is going to be a little too much for our offensive line at the end of the day, and I think that the firepower that their uh, offense has has proved that they... I mean, if they can play anything like they did last year, I think they'll be able to beat the Bengals, and I think that they'll beat them uh, 21-17.
0: So, low-scoring game. Um, I have this as a little bit of a high-scoring game, but I've always thought the Bengals are going to win this game. Something in me just makes me think that they're going to win this game. The Titans... Keep in mind, last year, for as good as they were, Justin, they were up and down through the first part of the season. They were. And had it not been for a Melvin Gordon fumble at the one-yard line, their season could have gone south. Yeah. They could have been heading to a top-ten pick in the draft. They ended up playing for the AFC Championship. And this team, like you said, they will be better this year. Jadavion Clowney just signed this weekend with, with them to bolster their defensive line. Yeah, Jarrell Casey's not there anymore, but still, this defense is extremely good. I look at their offense. Their offensive line is phenomenal. Derrick Henry just got a contract extension. Well-deserved. Ryan Tannehill resurrected his career. I mean, that's a great story right Mm -hmm. there. But something in me just makes me think the Bengals are going to win this game. I'm saying 34-31. So now we head to the bye week Week 9, which we'll do a reaction show from the first half of the season. Um, I have that in the whole season game plan, which I'll bring that to up to you and everyone else on our crew um so you're a three and five i'm at four and four let's go to the next game week 10 of the steelers
1: so week 10 against the steelers and i know it's always tough to go into heinz field and play pittsburgh um i think that while this team is better and i think pittsburgh i mean if you watched the game last year in pittsburgh they manhandled us with mason rudolph and james connor and i think that it's just going to be really hard for a rookie quarterback to go in there and win his first start in Pittsburgh against a Ben Roethlisberger-led team. You know, they have talent. They have Juju Smith. They have Deontay Thompson. They have young guys like Benny Snell. Um, Shout-out, Westerville. Um, so I think that while it will be a close game, I don't think that they just have the enough firepower to be able to beat the Steelers in, their, in uh, Joe Burrow's first matchup in Pittsburgh. Um, so I'm going to say that they lose. I'll say it's a high-scoring game. I'll say it's going to be 38-24.
0: 38-24. I'm right there with you. I just don't think the Bengals have the firepower yet. Um, I think it'll be competitive, but in the end I got to go with the Steelers, especially playing in Pittsburgh 34 to 27. Uh, so I'm at uh I'm sorry. I was at 5 and 3 through 8 weeks. I'm at, I'm at 5 and 4 now. You're at 3 and 6. 3 and
1: 6. Yeah.
0: Week now we get into a stretch where I think the Bengals will bank some wins.
1: I think so too. Yeah, I'm right there with you.
0: We uh we can just go through this kinda I think we both know week eleven at uh Washington. That's
1: Washington, yeah, I think that's easily a win. I think that they just named Haskins a starter and they they played some good football last year with Terry McLaurin and Dwayne Haskins, but and they obviously added Chase Young, but they're still really young. Um obviously they have a lot going on up in the front office and whatnot, so um I think that the franchise as a whole, um, I don't think that they're in a position to win games, um, especially meaningful games right now. And I think that um, it will be an easy win for Cincinnati. I think, I think they'll probably pit it on them. I think they'll probably be 38-21.
0: I'm right there with you. The, the Washington football team franchise, I mean, they're in a state of turmoil right now. Uh, just go in there, handle, handle your business. Joe Burrow knows about that. This can be a trap game coming off a tough loss to the Steelers, but I don't see it happening that way. 35-20 Bengals win. Uh, week twelve, home against the Giants after Thanksgiving. I think we expect more of the same.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I think they're gonna get. Uh, I think this will be a win for the Bengals. I think Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Um, I think they're definitely the future for the Giants. But the Giants' defense, really, I mean, they—if you look at the roster, the defensive uh, line and their secondary—it's just not very good. And I think the Bengals can easily exploit that with how much uh, with the weapons that they have: Tyler Boyd, John Ross, AJ Green. Um, DeAndre Baker just um, got kicked off the team, so uh, I think it'll be an easy win for the Giant or excuse me for the Bengals. I think it'll be uh, I'll say 28-14. Uh,
0: okay, I got a little bit higher. I think this is just to handle your business game. Uh, you got to the trap game that Washington might present. I think the Bengals put up points in this one. Like you said, the Giants' defense is awful. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's awful. And it's a shame to think that because 10 years ago they were one of the best defenses in the NFL. I got 41-23. So, I'm at 7-4. and four. If you can believe that, I have the Bengals at 7-4 and four right now. You got them at 5-6. and, and six. Six. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, mean that's, I think that's a win right there regardless. Being in the hunt going into December in Week 13, the first game in December, it's an interesting game. It was a great game between the two teams last year. Uh, Joe Burrow in LSU and Tua Tagovailoa in Alabama. and That's at Miami. Justin, what do you think?
1: I think that the Bengals are able to pull this one off in of Miami. I think right now that, I think at this point maybe Tua is their starter. We don't really know what's going to happen with Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, but I think Miami will probably be a bottom five uh, team this year, and I think that the Bengals can easily take care of them. Um, I mean, it was a thriller last year in that overtime game, uh, so we'll see. I mean, I don't. I mean, this is also a game that I think could be a trap game. Uh, I think it's some something that they could overlook. Um, you know, just thinking, oh, it's Miami. But, um, I think they'll be able to handle the business and I think they'll be able to win. Uh, I think I'd say it's a high scoring game. I'd say probably 35,
0: 17. i have the Bengals scoring a lot of points this one. I think you made a great point there, there about this game being a track game, because you look at the final four games of the season, how the, uh, and the excitement that those games present, heck, you have two teams that have won a combined 11 Super Bowls coming into your city to, to play you in December. I mean, how great is that? Uh, but you've got to handle your business in this game. You're going on the road to Miami. Last year the Bengals and Dolphins played I'll say it, it was a thriller. I mean, the Bengals came back yeah. and Miami wins. Bengals got the first overall pick in the draft. It was a win-win for all. Um, I think the Dolphins too well, if he's not starting by this point, I- I'm gonna start to question what Brian Flores and the coaching staff and the organization are doing down in South Florida. But regardless, I think the Bengals get it done in this game thirty-three to twenty-eight. So I got them currently at eight and four. You're at six and six. Now we get into some fun games. Week 14 against Andy Dalton and the Cowboys. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't
1: know. I mean, who knows what will happen, but uh, um, Bengals are now at 500 at six and six following the Miami game. They're at home versus Dallas, and I think Dallas is going to be – I think Dallas will be a great team this year. I think they'll probably – I think they have a chance to win the NFC or to get the number one seed in the NFC. And I know I just saw Daniel Jeremiah predict that uh, Dak Prescott will be your upcoming MVP this season. Um, not far-fetched. Far- yeah, no, not, far- not far-fetched at all. But um, I think Dak Prescott and, uh, and Ezekiel Elliott in that defense, and um, I think they'll come into Cincinnati. I think they'll be able to take care of business. I don't think that this is a game that will really – I don't even think it'll really even be close. I think it'll probably be 35-17 uh,
0: Cowboys. 35-17 Cowboys. This game to me, I remember thinking the Bengals can find a way to win this game. But in the end, I'm thinking the Cowboys just have a lot of talent. And now they have a head coach in Mike McCarthy. If the Bengals are in some sort of contention, this game can be a high-profile game. Maybe, Maybe America's Game of the Week. I don't think you want to go that far yet, though, on Fox. But in the end, the Cowboys have the experience. They have a lot of talent on that team. I think it'll be a close game, though. I think the Bengals this year, you're going to see a lot of competitive fire from them. But they will not pull this one out, unfortunately for me,
1: uh, 34-31. 34-31. And then this this is the biggest game. This could be the biggest game of the year, Pittsburgh, Monday Night Football.
0: Hopefully we can go to that.
1: Yeah, I hope. This this is
0: the fourth time in the last, I think, 11 years that the two teams are playing on Monday Night Football in Cincinnati.
1: Monday Night Football, Pittsburgh games in Cincinnati have got to be some of the most fun Bengals games I have ever attended or even watched on TV. Um, I've been to one. Yeah, I, w- I was at the one where uh, um, Ryan Chazier got injured. And, Same here. And, yeah, so that was – they're always uh, quite interesting games to attend. and um, But I think that the Bengals – I think Joe Burrow, I think that he is able to beat Pittsburgh for – what was it, the first time since 2015? Yeah. Yeah, uh, when they uh, won. I think that was a game where Le'Veon Bell got hurt. It might. If it not, was. Yeah, so uh, I think they're able to beat Pittsburgh Monday Night Football. I think – depending on where Pittsburgh's at, I think they might be in a playoff position at this point. Um Maybe not playing for – I mean, they still have a few games left, but maybe not quite playing for um, – because they, they already know they're in the playoffs. But I think the Bengals – I think this will be a huge win for them, um, as in just to get confidence, you know, beating Pittsburgh for the first time in quite some time. And I think it's going to be a big boost near the end of the season for Burrow and Zach Taylor, depending on where they are in the season. Um, I know we both have different standings. to um, so maybe even make a push for the playoffs, and we get that final spot for the playoffs.
0: Especially with that um, extra playoff team in
1: each league. Exactly. So I'm gonna say conference. Bengals. I'm gonna say Bengals pull this one out, uh, 28-24 and are at seven and seven on the season.
0: Seven and seven. I think I think they finally get it done against the Steelers this year. I think the Steelers will be good, but this is Joe Burrow. This is how much Joe Burrow has had an impact on. Is gonna have an impact on the team, and currently have an impact on the way I think about this team. I think the Bengals get it done in this game, thirty-seven to twenty-seven. I think Joe Mixon has a great game. I think Green and Boyd. If Green hopefully still playing by then, uh, maybe we'll see. Uh, we haven't even mentioned him tonight, Giovanni Bernard. Yeah, he,
1: I, mean, I mean, I think he's, he's still here. Yeah, he's an underrated guy, and he's a great blocker too. You know, you don't think about you don't think about him getting you eight hundred yards on a season, but you think about what he can do for this passing game. You know, I mean, he's done a great job as a blocker and a complimentary to Mixon these past couple of seasons.
0: Absolutely, I think the Bengals get it done, 37-27. Now, you argued you you say that the Steelers game is the biggest game of the season. I told you back in June. To me. It's the next game that's the biggest because it's the game after Pittsburgh on Monday Night Football, and that's at the Texans. We all know the Texans are a little bit of a thorn in the Bengals' side. Exactly, and this is a huge
1: game for them because I mean, I mean, I don't, know if you, I don't know if you remember that game, the um, second week of the season, Deshaun Watson's first start uh, on Thursday Night Football in Cincinnati. Um, I think that's kind of a reminder what the Texans team can be, and I think that Deshaun Watson, you know, he's coming off his big contract extension that he just signed a few days ago. I think this defense is still very good. JJ Watt, I think that he's still just as good as ever. Um, And I think that on the road, just like we said, the home field advantage isn't as much as what it typically is. Um, But on the road, I think that the Houston uh, Texans are able to manage the Bengals, and I'm going to say they're going to win 37-24.
0: Okay. I was going to mention this earlier. Think about how many trap games Joe Burrow played in last year. Yeah. Game after Texas. Really, get the game even before Texas. Those two, uh, the game after Florida and before Florida, really. Um, Ole Miss. Uh, any he played in some draft games last year, mm-hmm. and he thrived in every single one of them. Yeah, he did. I think the same thing because I have the Bengals right now on nine and five. Um. I think he knows that this team they have to win this game if they're in that position to make the playoffs. I think Houston's good, but I just think that I just think there's something about this game that makes me think the Bengals are going to win. I got them at 31-27. They win this game. So now, I mean, if you can believe this, I've them at 10 and 5 right now. 10
1: and 5.
0: You got them at 7 and 8. 7 and 8. You're probably a little more realistic than me. <laughs> I might flip my Houston pick. I'm not really sure yet. But I got—now um, we got Week 17 at home against the Ravens. I mean, Week 17 week is always interesting. The Bengals have been in it before. They've been playing for either a division title or a seeding, or they've just been playing for pride, yeah, and as it, has been the case the last four years. It's, it's always an interesting week.
1: And I think that—I mean, Ravens could easily be sitting some players because, you know, they're already in that one or two spot in the uh, playoffs— and I think that's going to be huge. You know, I mean, if the Bengals are making that push for the playoffs, just like where I'm at right now, they're at seven and eight. And if they can, if the Ravens are going to sit some players, the Bengals have a huge opportunity to make that push into the playoffs. Um, granted, depending on how other teams do. Um, but I'm going to say the Bengals, I'm going to say they're, get the, they're going to get the win because they're at seven and eight. They know right now if they get to eight and eight, they get to 500, they're going to have that chance to make that final playoff spot. And I think that Joe Burrow, I think the swagger that he has, I think the confidence that he has, I think... It's not the best season, you know. You know he's not used to all this losing. Eight, um, they're at seven and eight now, but I think that he's gonna in the final game of the year. I think he's gonna really do a great job, and I think that he's gonna be um, probably a non-Lamar Jackson-led Ravens. But I think either, either way, it's still a win. I think they're gonna win um, thirty-three to uh, twenty-five.
0: I too think this will be a win because I think the Ravens could be resting their stars, or I just think the Bengals. You know they've had twelve weeks. They're they're riding some momentum. I think you know Joe Burrow. He understands the importance of every single game, and you mentioned he's treating every single practice like it's the Super Bowl. I think they get it done in this game, I'll say, 38-31. So, you have them finishing 8-8. Eight 8-8. And eight. Eight and eight. Do you have them in the playoffs?
1: I haven't gotten a chance to go through every team What I in the, my season predictions, but I think very easily with the extra playoff spot that the NFL has implemented this upcoming season, I think that they could easily, Ooh. with an 8-8, eight eight, make that final playoff spot. All right? It. But... It's also a thing that even though they're 8-8, eight and eight, I don't think that'd be too far-fetched for them to, you know, not, I wouldn't say make a run, but be kind of a, be a team going to the playoffs that teams are, you know, they're going to be overthought, you know, I think that they can easily have like a Titans run that like the Titans had last year, and, you know, maybe we'll see our first playoff game, playoff win. Since uh, 1990, when the, <sighs> since the Bengals beat the
0: Houston Oilers 45-14. It's so long ago. It's, it really is hard to believe. But well, I have them in the playoffs as that last seed my, as the number seven. I have them playing the Titans. Titans. So I'll just say right now, uh, this is when I did my NFL season picks, which are, fun fact, going to be out on tomorrow's show with Zach Fries and Elliot Rearing our NFL season preview show. BearCast Media is doing the show every single day of the week. Bengals, with, uh, us two with Caitlin and Ashley are on Mondays and Fridays. Um, Sean, Caitlin, Ashley, and I are with the Bearcats on Wednesdays. Zach, Ellie, and I are Tuesdays and Thursdays. We're going to be off and running.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely exciting. You know, we got a lot. I mean, there's a lot going on. Bearcats start soon. Bengals start soon. Yep. You know, we got there. There's a lot to cover. There's a lot of developing news and developing stories that are going to happen. Um,
0: and, and, and it's live sports. There's games happening that we can talk about.
1: Yeah. That, too. But what I what I want to add, like one last comment to this uh, season. Mind if I
0: give my um, real quick, I'm going to cut you off. My so the playoff game that I have, I have them playing the Titans as the seven two matchup. I I I just don't think the Titans will lose to the Bengals twice in a year. And I know if the Bengals lose in the first round, there's going to be you know a lot of criticism maybe. I hope not, because Joe Burrow is a rookie quarterback playing in his first playoff game since I mean, first playoff game for the Bengals since twenty fifteen. Exactly. With and Trish the Titans the are and the Titans are expected to be here. They're expected to win this game. It's in Nashville. Titans will win at thirty five twenty four. So I had the Bengals going eleven and five, losing their first playoff game. You were saying,
1: and I want to say like one thing that I think is really huge for this season is in my predictions the Bengals are three and three in the AFC North. You know they were one in five last year. Um, yeah. Yeah, one in five last year. And I think one that's five of the last
0: each of the last two years.
1: Yeah, and I think it's huge. You know, I mean, that's not six and zero or five and one, but it's a step in the right direction and getting at least a five hundred record in your division. Uh, I mean, one of the hardest divisions to win football games in the entire NFL is a start with a rookie quarterback and a revamped roster and a second year head coach. I think that's the right start for what's to be a you know great career for a lot of these guys to come.
0: Yeah, and you know what else we did not mention with Zach Taylor. The Bengals have not won a road game in nearly two years, so obviously they haven't won a road game under Zach Taylor. They have not won a road game since AJ Green caught the touchdown against the Falcons. Do you? That is absurd to me.
1: That's that's unimaginable. That's insane to think about because you think about you think about where the team was at in that spot. They're going into Atlanta and. I believe that was four 0 at the time when they won, or they were three
0: and one because they lost 3-1. to Carolina the week before. That,
1: that's right, yeah. So you know, and they, they, I mean, they were looking really good at that point. And that, I mean, that game was a whole up and down. Calvin Ridley played great against them. The defense didn't look too great. Tyler Eifert had the terrible injury, but you know they managed to pull it out at the end of the game. Uh, Tyler Boyd makes some great plays at the end of the game. Um, but you think about that, where that team was at, and they were looking like they could be a you know top seed in the in the AFC, excuse me. And uh, you think about where this team is now, having not won a playoff game or won a road game since then. And, you know, we're just hoping that this team can even get up to 500. So, I mean, it's, uh, I don't think that 500 is very hard. I think a lot of my picks could have gone either way, but I don't think 500 is very far-fetched whatsoever for this team this upcoming season.
0: No, and that'll build a lot of excitement, a lot of hope going into 2021. And I'm just going to say it right now. You won't know the home schedule next year? Obviously the Browns, Ravens, and the Steelers. How about this for home schedule? Kansas City. Uh, The Chargers, maybe they'll be uh, with Justin Herbert, hopefully uh, starting by that point, respectable. Uh, Green Bay, Minnesota, and then it'll be, the whole schedule next year in general is exciting because, I mean, think about the road trips that we can go to. Yeah. Chicago, Detroit, Vegas, Denver. My gosh. Yeah. So um the first half of the show what we talked about obviously was some storylines headlines going into the season joe burrow obviously being the storyline going into the season obviously the months leading up to the draft like you mentioned justin just ever since the Bengals clinched the number one overall pick it's been about joe burrow but it's also been about the free asian signings the impact that those will have just the fact that the Bengals, that like you said it the organization is finally you know really showing that they're committed Putting winning as the priority. I'm not saying it wasn't before. It really is now, though. And then you think about the offensive line, how much it has to prove with the unprovenness that's there. You know how much pressure's on Zach Taylor. The things I like about him: he can coach for 60 minutes. He's gotten the team to buy in. And then the impact of COVID-19. I don't think it's going to have a huge impact on the players. I mean, these guys are professionals. They, you know, they're here. They love the game. And offensive-defensive MVP, I have Joe Mixon and Sam Hubbard. You have...
1: I have... uh, My offensive MVP was Tyler Boyd, and my offensive X-Factor was Jonah Williams. And then my defensive MVP was Jermaine Pratt, and my defensive X-Factor was Mackenzie Alexander.
0: Sam Hubbard was my defensive MVP, offensive X-Factor for me Auden Tate. Defensive Von Bell. So, a lot of stuff we covered. I'm going to try and find that first half of the show, but uh, you'll be able to hear what we just predicted for each game of the season. you got the Bengals at 8-8. I have the Bengals at 11-5, and five, but we each have them 3-3 three and three in the division, which I do agree with you, Justin. I think that's critical because division games, they mean something in the NFL. A division yeah. title means a whole lot in the NFL. Do I think the Bengals are, are, are at the point where they can win the AFC North? No. No. I think the Steelers and the Ravens are, are slightly better than them. Keep in mind, Ben Roethlisberger being back this year, that is going to make the Steelers. And by the way, with the fourth string quarterback last year, they were eight and five. Yeah, at one point.
1: And I think it's. I think the big thing is like it's so easy to look on the season and think about all the negatives that could happen of the season and think of all the negatives of you know of the surrounding COVID nineteen, uh, everything that's going on with that. But I think what ha- needs to happen is as long as this fan base is positive, I think it's really going to be important for the fan base to be positive because even though the team might not be the best, I think that as long as we're positive about the future of this team, the cohesion and what's going to happen in the future. I mean, I think that um, once the fans are allowed back in the stadium, I think it's going to bring a lot of energy to the team. I think it's going to bring a lot of energy to this fan base. And I think that's really important for just not to lose that sense of hope. And that this season might not be not might not be everything that we want. You know, eight and eight isn't what I want. Eight and I mean eight and eight is you know, middle of the pack. But I think that it's a step in the right direction. I think that I'm I'm I say this every year. I say this every year. I'm this is the most excited I've been for this season ever. But I think truly this is the most excited I've been. I'm not gonna we I don't even know how many games I'm gonna go to. It's not like I am planning on going to every single home game, but and even watching it on T V with just just the pieces that we have, and the moves that we made this off season, and the message that this organization is trying to send to this fans. I think that I'm just very ecstatic for what's to come from this team.
0: No, no question about it. And I, I think you mentioned the excitement of the fan base. It, it's been stale the last four years, and I remember last year, like there was some, there was some excitement, new head coach, um, but there was also skepticism because of. You know how unproven Zach Taylor was. Keep in mind, he's he never even been a coordinator, let alone a head coach, prior to his arrival here in Cincinnati. You know, we knew Andy Dalton's limitations. Now you have, you know, a clean slate, Joe Burrow. You know what he can do. You know what he did last year. I might go back and watch every single one of the top ten wins that he had last year, just to see how great he was. Mm-hmm. The, the excitement surrounding this team, and that's I mean that's part of the reason why this show was created. Because hey, we have a lot to talk about. You know pretty much everybody on our staff outside of maybe some are Bengals fans i know you're a huge Bengals fan same here i mean my family has season tickets since 1968 um so you're seeing just how the excitement even with covid19 that's not stopping this fan base from getting excited about joe burrow it's not just the way he plays in the field we talked about joe burrow as, the, as a person you mentioned him you know being chosen we'll go for maybe a couple more minutes here um being chosen to read at the Freedom Center during the march that the Bengals just recently had. The fact that this team has that trust in him is huge. You hear him in his Heisman Trophy speech talk about where he's from in Athens. He's playing, he he knows that he is bigger, that he's playing for something bigger than himself and he's representing something bigger than himself.
1: And I think Sunday against the Chargers, I think win or loss, it's a step in the right direction because it's getting our it's getting joe burrow's foot in the door for a long hopefully long nfl career i mean you don't draw comparisons to peyton manning for no reason he's never played no he's never played an nfl snap but just by knowing the type of player and type of person he is people people can see the potential that he has people can see what he can do and what impact he has on the community and i think that win or lose i'm going to be cheering him on uh you know i'm gonna watch every single game hopefully be at some games and so i think that um i think i'm just i'm incredibly excited and i hope that everyone listening all the fans are just just as excited as i am no question final thoughts um no final thoughts uh just to reiterate i had my uh predictions i had the Bengals going eight and eight um and uh 3-3 3-3 three three in the AFC North. And then my offensive MVP, Tyler Boyd. Offensive X-Factor, Jenna Williams. Defensive MVP,
0: Jermaine Pratt. And defensive X-Factor, uh, Mackenzie Alexander. 11-5 for me in the playoffs. Losing their first playoff game to the Titans. Uh, offensive MVP, Joe Mixon. Defensive, Sam Hubbard. Offensive, X-Factor. Auden Tate. Defensive, Von Bell. Justin, you and I will be back on Friday night. Hopefully, Caitlin Zailanuski and Ashley Martin will join us for our Bengals uh first game preview show of the season yeah. against the LA Chargers. We'll, have, we'll uh, prepare these next three days and Friday, and uh, it's exciting.
1: Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed it. This is the, uh, Bengal, or, uh, sorry, the BearCast Media Bengals Preview Podcast, and we look forward to seeing you guys next time.